0: Hi, I'm Elisa Preston, and welcome to summer 2022. The summer is when I take a break from the regular rhythm of Praise Through It, and I turn it into Praise Through It Together, a community extension of the podcast. Praise Through It is based on Philippians 4.8, which says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, Whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. My goal will always be to help you shine light into your daily life. In the summer, we listen to other people's stories of light and hope, and today is no exception. We chat with Paul Henderson about the freedom in our identities in and relationship with Jesus. Paul Anthony Henderson is a dean of students, a sports chaplain, an author, and a motivational speaker. He is a former track and field athlete at Virginia Commonwealth University. He blogs at Fatherhood on the Fly, which is also his Instagram handle, where his slogan is, we're learning, we're growing, and we're getting better one day at a time. Paul uses a combination of encouragement and humor from daily experiences with his four boys to inspire dads from different backgrounds to embrace the journey of fatherhood and all that comes with it. Slave No More, Conquering the Master Within is Paul's first book, and it was released earlier this year, January 4th, 2022. Paul is married to Kira, and they have four sons, pj joey david and noah and you can see his family on instagram and they are a joy to watch and right now you can listen in for his insight and his words on freedom in all areas of our life all right well how are
1: you doing i'm doing well Elisa. how about yourself
0: i am great we're both just about to start summer with our <laughs> children so it's been crazy yeah. in our houses huh
1: Oh, you, you know what? It has been absolutely crazy. I have I have four my wife and I have four boys and their ages are nine, seven, five, and and two. So uh, definitely a lot of action around here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you wear a Fitbit or anything to let you know that you take 27,000 steps a day? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. And, um, you know, a lot of my steps, especially when I'm at home over the weekends and, you know, days off work are, are spent. Uh, primarily chasing my two-year-old. Yeah. Definitely chasing my two-year-old. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I am so glad we connected. So we connected a while ago and immediately I fell in love with the family I saw the screen, and you wear, you're wear you wearing it right now, and listeners can't see it, but you're wearing a shirt that says, I am loved, so I would love for you to tell us about your work um, in this creative world that we're in, and then we'll sure. go from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, so so full-time, I'm, I'm actually the dean of students at a, at a small private uh, Christian, Christian school in Richmond, Virginia. I absolutely love it. Um, uh, the, the, the short end of it is, uh, you know, uh, the, the head of school reached out to me about a year ago, and asked me would I be interested in having a conversation uh, about about taking this position now mind you um, even though I have my master's in teaching from Virginia Commonwealth University I was a student athlete there I ran track and field undergrad uh, history and master's to teach social studies I, I actually only taught for for five months I taught at a private alternative school that shut down halfway through the school year. Um, and this was after eight years of, of uh, working for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes where I did sports ministry, um, you know, a lot of team chapels, a lot of working with coaches and athletes, a lot of mentoring, so on and so forth. I did uh, did that for eight years right out of school. Um, but once I left that organization, I said, hey, let's go, let's go into teaching, which is what, what I studied. Uh, so, I only, but I only did it for half a year. You know, it was a layoff, you know, because okay. they shut the school yeah. down. And I was out of work for for a half a year. Um, I went to I went to corporate America for, um, you know, for four years. And 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 I wrapped up my fourth year. Quite honestly, uh, just last year, which is when uh, you know, the head of school reached out to me and said, would I be interested? Now, I'll be honest with you. A, a year, maybe even a month before he reached out to me. If you maybe even a week before he reached out to me, mm-hmm. if you asked me. Would I ever go back into education? My answer would have been a resounding no.
0: Oh, really? Did but, you yeah, like really, corporate America, or was it just? Well, I mean, education well, is tough. I was a school it, counselor for nine years, so I totally get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, education is tough, and, and I, you know, and just being completely, uh, you know, transparent, you know, mm-hmm. the only background I had at the time was 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 teaching, mm-hmm. and you know, as I mentioned, I'm married with four children, so I had to figure out a way. Uh, to to support my family so in this this current role that I have as, as a dean of students it it does allow me to uh, so support my family but the main thing that it really does it quite honestly it allows me to be back in my passion I was not passionate about my last job I, okay. I really was not right. I, I yeah I did I did well there you know, okay. you know I actually left right after a promotion but there's nothing like being able to work with, you know, four to 14 year olds and every day walking alongside of students and say, Hey, your life has value. Hey, you can do it. Or just calling the students by their name, Mm. you know, because how many of them don't, you know, you go through the days and and people don't remember your name, just call them by their name. Hey, and you can do it. Just say, Hey, you can do it.
0: Or they don't hear it in a favorable way at home. Sure.
1: You know, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And that's one of my favorite things to do is yeah. to speak life into the students. As a matter of fact, I mean, I can honestly say this is the first job I've had in quite some time where I literally look forward to going into work every single day because oh, okay. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm that I'm having an impact, that I'm making an impact on the lives of, of 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 students.
0: That's amazing. Oh, I love that so much. Did you feel that way when you worked for the fellowship I can't say
1: all of it fellowship of Christian athletes or FCA for short FCA, FCA for okay. short okay. yeah I, I did I did Um, I, quite honestly I thoroughly enjoyed it I was a student once again I was a student athlete um, mm-hmm. so that was actually a ministry that uh, that that really helped me at, at, a, at a time of, of struggle you know in college when at a time where you're starting to feel like, hey, this, this my, is, is my life still worth it? Does my life still have value? You know, I, I've, I've messed up. I've made some bad choices. Mm-hmm. You know, is there still a purpose for my life that I can still, that I can still life? And FCA was that ministry that said, Paul, you can still do it. Hey, yeah. hey, Paul, God still has a plan for your life. Hey, You know, hey, hey Paul, there's a, a big future out there for you. FCA played that role for me when I was in college, which is a big part of the reason why I actually went into that organization right out of school versus going into teaching because I knew the impact that it had on me as a student athlete so when I was working for FCA uh, I I did I did feel that impact but the reality is is you know there there was a lot of fundraising uh, a lot of fundraising involved and um so I you know especially towards the end I felt like the fundraising was 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 really taking me away from what what I really wanted to do which was uh working with the coaches and coaches and athletes uh, but I, at the same time I also believe it was god-ordained that I ended up leaving at the time that I did because um it's amazing how it's almost like even though I would talk to athletes about not finding your value or not finding your identity in your sport mm-hmm. I begin to find my identity in FCA yeah
0: oh so easy to happen yeah
1: I, I, I did, you know, w- w- working with these athletes and, and being, hey, can you come speak to this group? Can you come speak to this this football team, this soccer team, this baseball team, to the point where I actually spoke to my favorite NFL, NFL team, uh, you know, now it was three times, but at the time, before I left FC, I, the year before I left, I, I was invited to speak to my favorite NFL team. If you would have told me I would have got, had an opportunity to do that, I would have said, shut the front door. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I know, yeah. So, But, but what, hap- what, what, what happened at least is I began to find my identity yeah. in these speaking events and, and being called to come speak to this group, come encourage this guy, come talk to this coach rather than, than just who I was in Christ.
0: Yeah, that applause and that praise puffs us up. And at first we feel like it makes us real free. And then mm-hmm. we see how limiting it is, um, sure. which speaks to your book and a lot of the work you do outside of being a dean. But before that, my question is, how long have you known God? How long have you had a personal relationship with him?
1: So, so uh, I, I was wanted to one of the guys that was, was born on the front pew of a church, maybe, maybe okay. the second row. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I was, uh, I, I was, I was raised in church. Uh, my parents was interesting. My parents actually met through FCA uh, uh-huh. back in the early 1980s. And um, so I was, I was, I was raised in church, raised going to Christian camps and all that type of stuff. Uh, but I would say I made my, my true commitment to Christ when I was 18 years old, right before I went to college, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because growing up in church, it was definitely more religion. You know, I I, did everything that I had to do. uh, But when I was 18 years old, I say, okay, I I really wanna know, I wanna know Christ for for myself, Uh, which is interesting because I feel like some of the biggest struggles I had came after I made that commitment. And uh, but that's where the trials and tribulations come in. That's where, like, be, be, beginning to understand who you are in Christ, beginning to understand your identity in Christ, really comes into play as you're dealing with some of those trials and tribulations. It's like, okay, who 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 am I? Does this mm-hmm. does this situation, does this scenario, does this struggle define me, or am I defined by who who Christ says I am, by by who His Word says I am? So. It was. Uh, I really began to learn who I was through those college years, and quite honestly, it was a lot of falling down and getting back up, and falling down and getting back up, and it wasn't. It wasn't a straight um, uh, arrow up. It was a lot of zigzagging and 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 and, and fi- you know falling in the valleys and and learning a little bit more uh, uh, about. Uh, what it needs to have godly character in the, in those valleys and, and, and learning how to accept the love that God had for me. is uh, it, it was amazing. And, I, and I'm happy to say that I'm still learning. I'm still learning 18 years later. Amen.
0: Amen. And, you know, thank God you had him as your foundation before you got to all those struggles. I mean, college, all the research that I've ever seen says that college is kind of the make it or break it time until you're mm-hmm. propelled into later adulthood, whether you're going to make your commitment like you did right before you got there or completely give it up and just, you know, kind of trying to find a way without God by your side. So what a gift that you had that foundation.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I, I, absolutely. That foundation That foundation was huge because it's, it's, it's amazing. I look at some of the struggles I had and some of the decisions that I made. I mean, these are choices that I made when I was in college. And the one thing that I can honestly thank the Lord uh, for is that even though I felt like I made some pretty bad decisions, you know, during those times, I was never able to do them um, in, in a comfortable manner, if you will, because I always felt that that's, that sense of conviction Oh,
0: you have uh, you the know, hitch in your spirit that you're yeah. like, man, just
1: let me do what I want to do. Right, right. You can do
0: that when you've got the Lord in you. It just doesn't work
1: that way. Exactly, Uh, but but then having people having people in my life that 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 chose to love me through those. Quite honestly, the guys that came in from FCA, uh, they came in at some of my lowest points on campus because you know when when you're feeling a little beat up, you feel feeling a little beat down. Mm-hmm. Uh, having somebody come in and say, "Hey, Paul, you can do it." Hey, 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 Paul! Just come, just come hang out with us, man. Just, you know, we'll 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 bring some pizza. You know, which which is what's all, all that's all I need to hear. That I know that's the way I to your heart. Hear. <laughs> yeah, I get
0: it. Sushi and ice cream yeah. is mine. So yeah, that is
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But 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 God really used those guys to, to to remind me that my life still had purpose. That my life still uh, has so much value. Has so much value.
0: So that answers one of my biggest questions, which is what inspired you to write a book? So we haven't talked about that yet, but can you tell us about your book? Uh, sure. What it's named, why it's named that? And then we hear where your passion comes from, but I'd love for you to just talk about it more.
1: Sure. And I'm going to hold it up uh, so that you can see it, uh, Slave No More, yes. uh, Conquering the Master Within. So um, the idea came out, don't you know, once again, I was a history major. So a lot of times what I would do is I would make the uh, parallel between slavery and, and just, just everyday life and and one thing that I noticed was that um, even though the slaves were were freed by the Emancipation Proclamation that you had, you know, the, the date that we're recording, Juneteenth, is just a couple of weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, where what what would happen was slaves were technically free, but so many even after these these significant dates went back and worked for the same slave master. Yeah. And it was almost like a, you, you don't you, you don't have to like right. it's now it's it's hard for you to embrace your freedom because you're not necessarily given the resources to go out there and live a successful life. But the reality is, is you are free. So what, what, what happened was I began to just look at everyday life and I, I would hear all of these individuals, um, you know, like I would read stories of slavery, how different people from from, from this different plantations or different farms or whatever, one would go back and work for this, their same slave master while another would go out and pursue their freedom and make a life for themselves. Uh, and and now, now granted, and I always say this, whether it's a slave or or someone who dealt with some significant circumstance, I never devalue or 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 underestimate what somebody has been through because your situation is your situation. Right. Your situation is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but but one thing I've, I've learned is that I, I would see two different people, uh, person A that has a set of circumstances, and person B who has the exact same set of circumstances, and I'll see person A succeed and make a life for themselves and choose not to be bound to those circumstances while person b continues to talk about those circumstances Mm -hmm. and and that really got uh it got me thinking like man what's the difference and it's amazing what i did with this book slave no more conquer the master within is is i actually interviewed a few people who i knew personally who had these significant stories of overcoming And, and the common thread that i found elisa was that each of them had found developed And focus on a strong vision, a strong purpose that helped propel them forward. So, anytime that they were, you know, I guess tempted to be bound to this happened to me 15 years ago, this happened to me 10 years ago, this happened to be five years ago, what they would choose to turn their focus on what they really wanted in in, in the future. One example, um, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, you know, not about an hour away from where I am is a place called Farmville. And back in 1959, They actually shut the school system down because they refused to integrate. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, you know what? Rather than integrating, you know, uh, white and black students, so they get they're all able to go into the same school, we're just going to completely shut the school system down. And they
0: weren't alone, right? Other districts did that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, If I'm not mistaken, that's um, if I'm not mistaken, that's true. So, so what happened was there was a lady, and I know her personally. She's my boy's uh, nana. She tells her story about how she was in the second grade at the time when that happened. So she was out of school for five years. Five years later in 1964, they reopened the school. What happened then? When they reopened the school, she left in second grade. She re-entered at seventh grade. Uh So she missed five years of formative education. Uh And guess what? She still graduated. Mm -hmm. Now, now, now what happens is when I when I was talking with her and in my conversations with her, I come to come to find out so many people and and I I can't I can't blame them. I really can't blame them. So many people did not graduate because they said it was too hard. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know their circumstances. I don't know their family structure. But somehow she was able to fight through and say, you know what? Yes, it's hard. Yes, I'm dealing with the, the challenge and in, in, in the, in the memory of not being able to go to school and saying that I can't go to the school because of the color of my skin. But you know what? I have a strong vision that one day I want to be a nurse. I really want to be a nurse. So if I could just keep this ahead of me, if I could just keep this thing in front of me, perhaps I can do it. You know, she, she ended up graduating. She moved to Richmond, Virginia, which is where I am now. Mm-hmm. And she had a 40-year career as a nurse. Wow. So she... Went from missing five years of school to having forty years as a nurse, and stories like that would just show me and remind me that if you keep it strong for her, it was a God ordained vision. Then, they then you you'll you know you'll be able to succeed. Not with not without bumps in the road. Sure, yeah, you'll be able to succeed.
0: What I p- pictured while you were talking was turning, like you said, and just having these really, really tight ropes, and then just turning around and going snip 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 mm-hmm. you know and just like powering forward we just saw the new top gun i don't mm-hmm. know if you're a top gun fan but
1: i really want to see it i've heard nothing but good things about it okay
0: and you've seen the original i assume
1: <laughs> I, I i i'm behind so i'm gonna watch that one first okay I got, I, I got some catch up to do okay
0: mm-hmm. well i am not uh revealing anything except to say that these huge machines can't that when they land on the carrier There are some kind of rope that holds them back. And that is what those limiting mindsets are like. Mm -hmm. They can hold back these incredible machines that can, you know, do dogfights and fighter pilots and all that jazz. And so in our own lives, these limiting beliefs in these you know not growth mindsets like you haven't said growth mindset but because you're talking about a right. specific vision and i love that because it's it's more than just having a growth mindset it's knowing that you can cut that rope off behind you because you know where you want to go and that rope is going to keep you from getting to that place so i think i love that addition to having yes. a growth mindset and just seeing, and what a great story! We're gonna call her Nana. We can call her. Yeah, Nana. yeah.
1: Well, and, well, her story is told in my book. In, okay. in my book, her name is Rosa Rogers, okay. and she, she and she goes and she she actually goes into detail uh, of, of of how things happened, and, and, and you know she actually goes into some of things that her dad said to her, you know, some negative things or mm-hmm. or, or bad words that were spoken over her that mm-hmm. that she had to battle as she was fighting through. Um, you know, to, to, to achieve her goal. Uh, it's definitely an amazing story. And I asked her because I mean, I, I admire her. I admire her so much for the strength that she, I mean, I, I didn't go through that, you know, but yeah. then there's, there's so much strength that she showed. Um, I, just, I learned a lot from her. I learned a lot from her story. And I'm like, you know what? I can learn from it. And if I've learned from it, I'm sure others can learn from it a, a, as well.
0: But those words, they're so important. I mean, I'm a writer, so of course I believe words are important, but I also really believe that the words we speak to others and over others really matter because they sink down into their hearts and into their minds. And so you were talking about what you love to do with your students and then what you're doing with this book. You just want people to know that they have a purpose and that they can pray for that vision, right? And look look toward that. Is that one of your goals?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and the way I wrote this book, quite honestly, I, I wrote it as an inspirational fiction book. So it, it actually follows the, the main character's name is Bobby, and he's meeting these people like Rosa Rogers and and Joel Rogers and, and Mr. J. He's meeting all of these people. And what's happening is is they're telling these are you know they're, they're real stories but he's t- they're telling him their stories over, over a cup of coffee over lunch over dinner and he as he's learning the lessons you're, you're actually going on this journey with them and you are read as you're reading the lessons and and you're you're there it's almost like you're there with them having that cup of coffee you're there with them having that lunch and you're learning the same lessons as well there's and uh there's another point in my book and uh, it's one of my favorite I didn't realize how much I would <laughs> enjoy uh, talk talking about this, but but working in a school, I I've seen this time and time ago. Uh, again at there's a point where where Bobby visits a, a a fire station, and and Mr. J, who is his mentor for the weekend, he um he he's there, and he and what they're doing is the fire the fire person is 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 actually a firewoman, if you will. Okay. She she's explaining the difference between a fire hose in a garden hose and, and we talk about how a garden hose is, is more so meant to, to to water crops and and you know you may some people may be able to wash a car with it you know yeah. it's 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 not meant for for heavy pressure but the fire hose if you will is a lot more pressure and it's meant to extinguish fires right So what happened is we have these seeds that are planted in our mind. I like to call it a destructive seed or bad word spoken over you, if you will, as a destructive seed or like a fire or like a spark that's been planted in your mind. So when I speak life into a student, I realize that some have been told that they aren't anything. Mm -hmm. Some have been told that maybe they've been told without their words. For example, there's a a nine-year-old student in my school You know, his mom wasn't there. His dad wasn't there. He's with grandma. So when I tell him he's a champion, he's like, how, why am I supposed to believe you if my own parents don't think enough of me to even be in my life? Mm -hmm. So every time I tell him he's a champion, it's almost like I have a fire hose and I'm extinguishing that bad thought. I'm extinguishing that bad thought. And what has to happen after that is that we have to till the ground. And the more that I tell him that he's a champion, those good seeds are beginning to take recruit and then I can come behind him with that garden hose and then what'll happen I tell him he's a champion he's starting to believe it and eventually we're able to see a good crop we're able to see a, a, a good harvest and um, I remember writing that that was uh, I, I was actually out of work at that point that was part of that five six months of out of work which is when I wrote most of the book um, and it was something about not having a job at the time where even though I wanted to be able to support my family, I mean, my wife and I had three children at the time. Um, it, it was something about having that freedom to think and to ask God, how can I make this thought come to life? And that that was that was one of the thoughts right there. I took my boys to a fire station just so that I can have a better understanding of this thought that you know I, I thought would make sense, but I saw it come to life this year working in a school.
0: That is so special. I mean, we all have that opportunity every day with the people we come into contact with, every single day. Yeah, Love it. Well, this has just flown by. I have just been, I mean, nobody can see <laughs> me, but I have just been in rapture <laughs> listening to you. Um, so I will make sure to link for our friends who are listening to everything that you talked about. And I love how you put that book together that is so creative that you wove, that he's just meeting those people that is so cool. So the last question I have is because my podcast is called Praise Through It, what is praiseworthy for you today?
1: What is praiseworthy for me today? Um, Well, one, tomorrow's the last day of school, so that's definitely praiseworthy (laughs) Uh, from the the, the day that we're uh, uh, recording this. Um, But quite honestly, when when I think back at this time of of when I was writing Lisa and and we don't have as much time, but my wife and I were going through a, a, a healing journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was, it was almost like I was out of, out of work. We, we actually had our third child while I was out of work and we, 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 we did a home birth, which is another whole story in itself. But it was almost like when I was writing this book uh, beside, uh, in in a chair beside our bed that night, it was almost like a healing time with my wife and I, as I was pursuing a vision and she was right there, right there by my side. That that was five years ago in 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right around this time, I was still writing. Mm -hmm. Um, and and, and It was amazing thing. And that now I I look back um, now, now we've been married for, for, for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, And I can say the past five years have been some of the most amazing Years of, of my life, and it really came just from quite honestly being broken down, mm-hmm. just just a little bit, not being in front of crowds, not speaking anywhere, but just learning how to love my love God and love my wife and love my boys. I tell you what, I, I can't praise God for if, if I can't praise God for anything, I can praise God for that.
0: Oh, I love it! Isn't it amazing when He gives us when He takes stuff away?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I have to record one more thing. I was just. Playing. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Everything we talked about, including how to connect with Paul, is in the show notes. As always, you can find me on Instagram at preston. We have one more Praise Through It together for you. That is Monday with a woman named Darcy Steiner, and it is a beautiful, sweet soul conversation I hope you will join us for. I am wishing you a week of big, bright freedom. We'll see you next time.